it drives me crazy when people look at ADHD and say, you know, there's something wrong with you. You have this deficit, you have this disorder. And to me, I believe that ADHD is a symptom of having an extraordinary mind. And by looking at it as a problem, it's like saying that, you know, a Lamborghini is not a good car because it doesn't tow a boat and seat a family of five well. ADHD Rewired episode 182. This is the show designed for those of us with really good intentions, but a slightly wandering attention. My name is Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, coach, and speaker. The website is ADHDrewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part, so let's get started. But first, let me tell you about this. Hey, everyone. For those of you who know Tom Nardone, and even for those of you who are new to the podcast and don't know who he is, Tom is a friend of mine, and he used to edit this podcast. He's the host of the Tom Nardone Show. He blogs at TomNardone.net and is the author of the book Chasing Kites. You may have heard Tom was just diagnosed with a brain tumor and he needs surgery. He's going to be out of work for a while. This is Tom on a recent episode of the Tom Nardone Show. And while I would never ask any of you for money and am not now, and I'm not even indirectly doing it, all I'm saying is if you are out there and you have put off the purchase of my book for any reason, I'm just saying now perfect time would be the perfect time if you were going to buy it. If you just haven't done it yet, just saying probably not ever going to be a better time. If you don't want it, by no means would I ask you to buy it. But if you do and you don't have it, this will be a great time to buy it. Chasing Kites is available on Amazon. Go pick up a copy or a case. That is if you've been meaning to do it all along. Tom, we love you. Join us every second Tuesday of the month at 12.30 p.m. Central Time. That's 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 Eastern for ADHD Rewired's live Q&A. And I just made signing up even more ADHD friendly. Go to erictivers.com slash events and you can go there once and register for the next six to eight live Q&As all at one time. So sign up once and you won't have to remember to register each time. You'll get automated email reminders and it'll even save it to your online calendar. I'll be answering your questions live. You can ask them in the Q&A box on Zoom. And if you've always wanted to be on a podcast, you can ask your question live. Just make sure you're in a quiet location. To register, go to erictivers.com slash events. That's erictivers.com slash events. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. I want to welcome all new listeners and returning listeners. Today's guest is Rich Schramm. Rich is a seasoned technology executive, entrepreneur, and software development expert with over 25 years in information technology. He is also the father of three amazing kids with ADHD, 
He didn't mention he has four kids. I'm just kidding. Um, after being unable to find any suitable tools in the market to help kids like his be productive and rebuild their self-esteem, he is putting his experience and skills to use in creating a first-of-its-kind tool to manage ADHD families. It's called I Got This. So I Got This is an app, a community, and a mission to change the story of ADHD. His company believes with the right tools, extraordinary people can do extraordinary things in an extraordinary world. Rich, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks, Eric. So um, what I want to do for today's uh, discussion, um, because as uh, as some listeners, listeners know, we are um, probably a month or two away uh, from launching uh, ADHD Essentials, an ADHD Rewired podcast. It's going to be hosted by uh, my friend, Brendan Mahan, and it is uh, going to be focused on parenting-related issues. Now, your app really is designed for parents with uh, who have kids with ADHD. Um, but I want to, we'll talk about that, but I also want to talk about the process for you as an, as a, as a dad or a person with ADHD, um, to sort of extrapolate that story. Cause when you, uh, cause we, I think this is the third or maybe even fourth attempt that we uh, had at actually doing this interview. I think one day I think you were sick another day. Like I think you caught the frenzy of my move maybe twice, um, where we had to reschedule. Uh, and so, uh, when we first talked, we thought for sure, like because you were you were in beta and we thought right. by this point we're recording this now on uh, august 24th uh that you'd be you know out in the app store and you told me i, I told you hey uh, rich i'm sorry i didn't have a chance to check out the app yet you know is uh i still have an office yet uh this actually might be the last interview i'm recording in my home office um so and you told me we're actually still in beta yep that's true <laughs> yes so let's so, uh, let's yeah. start there maybe the uh just okay. the, the challenges of projecting uh time frames when you're doing a project a project manager sure. well and and i think uh, when you're actually uh kind of uh building something new that's not been done mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's really hard to uh uh, predict what the timeframes are going to be. And so, uh, you know, I look at something and think that's oh, going to take, you know, a few weeks and then run into this and we run into that. And pretty soon it's like, you know, here's the end of summer and, you know, I'm banging my head against the table. And, uh, uh, but, you know, I, I would like to say we're really close. I believe that we really are. I, I just got off the phone with my uh, development team, uh, uh, like right before this call, um, we believe that we're going to be uh, taking this last uh, build and pushing that out to our uh, beta two, uh, if you will. So a whole new beta system where we've upgraded a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, the first beta was really about uh, testing the core functionality, the notifications and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that we're basically uh, production ready. Uh, But before I go into uh, launching this into publicly, I want to give my beta testers a chance to kick the tires on the whole thing and, um, you know, give whatever last feedback. Uh, We've tested it pretty much inside and out and backwards and forwards and uh, done everything we can, uh, I think, to uh, make sure that it's uh, perfect. You know, that's just the way uh, that things go. Sometimes uh, uh, when you're, when you're blazing new trails, um, you know, you, you, you run off, uh, off the trail and onto a cliff edge and you have to back up and, and backtrack a little bit. And that's, 
kind of what happened to us. So uh, I'm a little bit gun shy now about saying, you know, we're going to make it on this date. It's it's been like nailing jello to a wall. But um, I like to say things like we're shooting for this date. Like that's our target. Yeah, because you know, uh, that's that would be inaccurate. You know, assessment. Now, Rich, you you had said I um you know, you, you are what, waiting for it to be perfect. And as a self-identified, uh, <laughs> just for everyone who's just listening, um, Rich had the uh, oh crap look on his face when I said that. He's like, oh no. Oh. So um, oh. as for, for, for long-time listeners, I, people know that I, I self-identify as a perfectionist in recovery, right? <laughs> and knowing that perfection and perfectionism um, can really hold us back and iteration is such an important part of developing anything that we are doing where we're trying to grow. Um, and I would imagine, especially in software development, if you wait to get your software perfect before you launch, you know, the, the technology is going to be all by the time it launches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that, that is a risk and it, it it's true. Um, we have put off some features to future versions. Um, and so, from that aspect, I would say that I am not a perfectionist or I'm, I'm a, like you, I'm a perfectionist in, in recovery. I, uh, I'm a little bit OCD. And so I, I really want everything to be just right. Well, let, me, let me ask you about that. Cause I, I know that just like people, when people say I'm a little bit ADHD for people who actually have ADHD, that tends to, to really like annoy people, uh, when they're not, they don't actually have ADHD. Now is, is, do you actually have OCD? I do. I've, I'm, I'm actually clinically diagnosed okay, with okay. OCD. Um, and, you know, it's not like, it's not a severe case uh, of it. You know, I'm not like uh, combing the fringe on my carpet mm-hmm. or anything like that. But um, I, uh, um, I tend to uh, become a perfectionist yeah. at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's a, that's part of it. Um, but my, you know, I'm, I'm a neurally neurodiverse kind of guy. Right. So I definitely have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I definitely have OCD and, you know, I've got a, a strong case of knucklehead syndrome. As my <laughs> but, uh, so so you're, uh, you're managing a team too. You're outsourcing some of this stuff to, um, I think, did you say you're doing some of the offshore? Yeah, I've, I've got a team in India. Okay. So for someone who really has a, a vision about what this, uh, what this uh, uh, tool is going to look like, um, how do you communicate with your team to, uh, to ensure that what you're wanting, what's in your head is understood by the, the people who are helping uh, uh, execute the, the, your vision. So I, I've actually got a lot of experience in working with offshore, especially with India mm-hmm. um, from a previous job. So I've actually been to India about six times uh, and I managed a, a sizable team over there for uh, in my, my previous life as a, a consultant and, and running a, a technology R&D lab. And so, um, uh, it, it can be a challenge if you don't do it right. Um, how do you do it? So basically what I do is I, I have morning standup meetings every morning, uh, on Skype with my team. Uh, so I, uh, I, I, I'm up at five 30 every morning, uh, talking, uh, with my guys. And, um, we basically, we use a, a, a software called Trello to manage cards, mm-hmm. uh, uh, basically contain the features that I want. And, 
Um, what describe I, what, a, what a stand-up meeting is, because I think it's a, a, a term that maybe not everyone is familiar with. Sure. It's, it's basically, it's supposed to be a short meeting, uh, and that's why everybody should be standing, right? The idea is that you want to make it quick and, and dirty, and it's part of um, a, uh, an agile uh, development process, which may not mean much to anybody outside the act. Go ahead and explain it. Uh, well, ed- traditionally, projects have been um, done in what's called a waterfall uh, methodology, where you have, you know, design, discovery, design, develop, and deploy, and it, and it follows in a very sequential uh, way. Um, modern software development uses uh, some practices that are called agile, where instead of doing a, uh, in a very linear way, you do like basically time boxes where you say, we're going to do this, uh, we're going to accomplish all this, uh, like a feature set, which could be um, the notification system. And uh, you have what's called a sprint where you do like over a week, we're going to focus on just this. And at the end of that week, we'll look at it and say, is it good enough or do we need to do another sprint on this? And you just keep doing sprints over and over again until you get it to the way that you like it or good enough. And then you move on to the next thing. And part of that process is because that requires a lot of communication, you have stand-up meetings every morning where everybody sits and talks about these are the issues that we've ran into. These are questions I have. These are the, um, the things we found. And we do a review basically on a daily basis of where we're at, set up a plan for the coming day, and then they go off and do it. It's a little more challenging when you're offshore because I'm hitting them at the end of the day. Uh, but the nice part about it is, is that they, I, I require my team to check in code every day so I can review the code during the, uh, uh, during the day. Uh, and I look at the things that they've make uh, or that they've created and I'll go in and make notes. I'll create cards in our uh, uh, project management system saying, you know, here's the things that I found or I want to change. I want to change this wording, do this, this, this. And then the next morning I get up and all that's been done. And then I, we have a meeting and I review the work and I make more changes. So it, it's a very iterative uh, approach. Um, and so um, with that, we have taken some of these cards, uh, that uh, things that I wanted to do and uh, have moved them off into, uh, we'll get to that in the next version uh, kind of thing. Uh, so my perfectionism is more in line with the things that I'm committed to doing, I want to make sure they're done right. I don't want to put out anything that is subpar. So, you know, if notifications aren't working 100%, then it's it's wrong. I mean, there's it's right or it's not right. Mm-hmm. That's so, the- let me ask you this. So, um, with a couple of things, with um, the 10-minute stand-up designed to be short, that's why you're standing, um, what do you specifically do uh, to keep it focused and short? And well, struggle with uh, that. Well, generally, I'm only talking with one person. Okay. Uh, and so uh, I talk with the team lead over there. Uh, and uh, I'm using a, a great company um, that uh, is very committed to to this. And so it's not a, there's no committees. There's no, everybody has their say kind of thing. I mean, in a way they do, but it's all done through like, two people that are connecting. So it's myself and uh, Deval, who is my uh, my counterpart on my team over there. And he actually owns that company. And so we have a Skype call and we share screens and I will bring up either um, a view of 
what I'm seeing on the screen that, uh, you know, this is wrong, this is wrong, uh, this looks good, whatever, and we'll annotate it or whatever. And um, the other way that I do this is I also, I create mock-ups of the screens the way that I want to see them. So it takes the guesswork out of it. So I uh, have, have come to be fairly decent using a graphics program. And so I will draw out the screen and with a graphics what do you tool. Use? This I actually use. A, I'm on a Mac, and I use a tool called uh, Graphic from Autodesk. Um, okay. So I basically I take a a screenshot of the web page frame, like basically an empty screen, mm-hmm. and I fill it in with everything, and I drop the boxes in and the text. So they have a visual idea of what it I have in my head, and you know they can see the fonts. And you know I created a style guide says it should be this size font, this color, this opacity. You know blah 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 to try to um, you know, and, and then they use that to basically, uh, build it. And, you know, having been a web developer for a long time, I'm, I'm using language that they understand and, and basically saying, here is the exact color code. Here is the exact hmm. amount of opacity, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, it, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Rich, uh, like, like music as a universal language is, is like um, working with a team overseas where you're dealing with computer code. Is, is there a similar sort of connection there or does that in some ways um, uh, sidestep any potential language barriers or are there any language barriers? Well, there's definitely language barriers. Um, the, you know, at least in India, the uh, universal business language is English. Um, you know, they, uh, it's it's kind of interesting. I don't for you know for what it's worth in India, every state has its own language and alphabet, and so people for it'd be like people in Indiana can't speak to people in Ohio. Um, so the um, you know each state that they have there has completely different language and alphabet, and and they can't speak uh, with each other. Uh, they're like different countries, like kind of like France and 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 Spain and England. And so um, they speak, they all supposed to speak Hindi, which is the national language, but almost everybody has migrated from Hindi to English uh, just because they've become a, a business hub. And so um, the people that I work with, like the, the head guy that I work with, uh, speaks English extremely well. Uh, his team doesn't uh, very well. And that's one of the reasons why I speak just with him. And then he's able to, to translate that. But uh, yeah, it, language barriers uh, are a big issue. But, you know, more than language, I think there's a lot of cultural differences mm-hmm. in uh, how how they work. And, um, you know, that's that's the thing that I think I've had to overcome on various projects more than the language itself is. Like getting, what? Well, um, no matter what you ask of them, they will say yes, because they don't want to disappoint you. Mm. Um, even if... Uh, you know, even if you ask, do you understand this? And they'll nod and then, or, you know, kind of do the head wag. And, uh, and I'll say, okay, then tell me, explain back to me what I've said. And, you know, they have no, you know, I, well, maybe if you tell me a little bit more. Uh, and so, you know, experience that, you know, I, I, I go in generally, um, uh, like when I meet with the team, I'll go in and actually say, uh, I don't accept uh, yes as an answer. Um, you know, a lot of people say I don't expect no, accept no as an answer. My is I don't accept yes as an answer. If I ask you if you have questions and you say yes, I don't believe you uh, or that you don't have any questions. Uh, and so, um, you know, from a cultural perspective, it's very, uh, it's kind of a 
you know, it's just a different way of doing things, but they never want to say no to anything. Uh, and that's just the way that, that their culture is. Uh, and so, you know, there's a lot of saving face with not saying that they don't understand something. And, you know, are you on time? Is, are things going well? Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, all the way up until the end of a project. And then, oh, by the way, we're, you know, a month late and we don't understand these. Is things. that part of what's happened uh, uh, during this? No, no. Um, what happened? Uh, I mean, we're delayed, but the uh, the delays that we've had, I think, have been from unexpected um technology issues that because we're, we're kind of cutting new ground in a lot of ways with this project and the technology aspect of this um, has presented some some unique challenges and uh, making sure that when you're when you're dealing with like bi-directional syncing across devices and that kind of thing and uh, making it sure that it'll work offline so like if I'm on an airplane uh, I can still use the app and it'll sync back up with the database on the cloud when they're off the plane. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, feature sets that are uh, involved in this that uh, probably, you know, I mean, there's nothing like this in the market. And so in doing that, you know, we bumped our head against things and we had to go back and change the way we did things with, you know, certain technology with the notification system and with the user management and, um, you know, a lot of uh, that kind of thing. And, and so, um, you know, it's just, it, it's taken a lot longer than, uh, than I had expected, unfortunately. So, but, um, you know, good things come to those who wait. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really happy with where it is now. I feel very confident in it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, my, you know, my wife likes to tell me it's, you know, it's going to launch when it's ready and when the time is right in the market. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's, that's it, you know, and I, I uh, have tried to set goals like we're going to launch on August 14th. And, you know, there's a saying, you know, uh, God laughs when people make plans. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the way it's been. It's like, okay, you're going to, that's my goal. But, you know, there's just nothing I can, uh, nine women can't make a baby in a month, right? I mean, there's just some things that take time. And, um, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> that actually uh, took me a second to like, I'll get it out. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's just, you know, some things just take time. And, uh, but like I said, uh, I'm, I'm really super happy with, with where we're at at this point. Um, we have uh, uh, pushed some things off to uh, future uh, versions, but um, you know, I think uh, a lot of what, um, what we have out there is, I mean, it's obviously it's way better than, uh, anything on the market because there's nothing else on the market. Well, so I, want, I wanted to ask a little bit about that. Um, a, little, a little bit about um, what your, what uh, I got this um, is going to do that other things don't. I know that I think I shared with you that my wife and I, we, we use a, uh, an app um, called chore pad um, uh, for, with, with my son. And we, we love that it syncs back and forth. And um, you know, we, we use it for just behavioral kind of stuff. What is your, tool gonna your app gonna do that something like torpad what do, what are your the, the features that you have what is that gonna offer well there's there's uh things there's uh torpad and there's other um tools out there that are uh like that um our our app takes a, a different approach one we're uh really uh focused on how kids uh specifically with adhd work and and having three of them in my house you know i've got got a very fertile test bed um are they all what, what kind of adhd do they each have? Um, all without the hyperactivity okay. uh, but um there are you know various levels my my oldest is actually um 
like high functioning autism. Okay. And so, and then she's got, you know, uh, ADD and OCD uh, as well. So, you know, it's like a cornucopia of uh, mm-hmm. different differences. Fortunately, um, she's also very, very smart. Mm-hmm. And so she's, uh, she's mainstreamed in public schools and national honor society. Great. So we're really very oh, proud. Sounds like twice exceptional. Yeah. She's, yeah, yeah she's, she's great. And that, and, Interestingly, she's very creative as well. She actually won a statewide poetry contest. Oh, wonderful! Be bragging on my yeah. You must be proud. Yeah, I am. Uh, She's she's a great kid. But um, we, you know, her like my other ones have uh, trouble with a lot of um, follow through and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. uh, having had ADHD as a kid myself, and and having it as an adult, I, I really started looking at things from that point of view. Um, what we found is when, when we were trying to, to build this, um, we started off doing an analog system, right? I mean, first thing I did was, right, there's got to be an app for that, right? And so I went out there and we looked at various chore tools, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, reminders and this and that, and nothing really did what we needed it to do. Uh, and so um, we kind of built our own little system that would create a uh, – um, in these books, uh, basically saying, here's your, te- here's your set of tasks that you need to do. And here's the steps that are involved in each one of these. And we're going to give you these many tokens. Um, and they were like little plastic discs, uh, for doing these. And then you can redeem these tokens for rewards that mm-hmm. we had in the back of this book. And we called it our, our playbook. And, um, what we've, what we realized is that it, it worked pretty well. It was a real pain to manage. And sure. Do. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, the kids would forget to do, get their tokens. And then they'd say, well, I, you know, I got these and I was supposed to do this. And then what happens about this? And I, you know, and then, and so it was, it was a step in the right direction, but I, you know, it, it was just begging for, to be, you know, electronic and, and adding all these other features. And so, um, you know, we, we looked at, you know, what, what we thought was needed and there was just nothing out there. And and I was shocked by that because, you know, it's a 15 million person market out there. And I guess, you know, people are trying to go after as big a market as possible. And I'm trying to go to the least common denominator. And uh, I decided to take a different approach and, and make it to the, um, you know, very uh, narrow uh, set of market that I was going after. And so, um, you know, my wife and I spent a lot of time thinking through what we would like to see both as a parent and as a uh, child uh, and kind of designed that and, and went forward in building it. So there are features in our app that are very parent specific um, as well. Like, so um, as a parent, when you're uh, when it's time for one of your kids to do something, first of all, the notification system we have, we call it our fail safe notification system. It will send a reminder five minutes before a task is supposed to start. Okay. And then it's another reminder when it's supposed to start. And then it'll continue to send reminders until the kids actually start the task. And then once the kids have started the task, it sends a reminder every few minutes reminding them what they're supposed to be working on. The, the kid. 
the kid. So they get a separate notification. Oh, they get, they get a set of notifications to keep them on track. And and this is all configurable by the parents. So you can say very specifically by default, if you get a notification, a, a warning five minutes before it's time to walk the dog at the time. And then while you're doing it or whatever task is supposed to be doing your homework or whatever. So if you get distracted by a squirrel, you get a little ding on your phone, you're supposed to be working on your homework. Okay. And get back, back to work on it. And then um, once you have completed that task, then you get tokens that, uh, and, and you earn tokens. And, but the notification system is designed to repeat over and over again to keep you on task and, and remind you about what you're supposed to be doing until you start it. But it also is designed for parents so that the parents can get notifications if they choose about when their kids uh, have actually started a task, or more importantly, when they were supposed to have started a task and they haven't yet started the task. And it'll send a notification saying, hey, Bob was supposed to start his homework and he hasn't started it yet. And then you can go hunting down and say, dude, you're supposed to be doing your homework, um, as opposed to standing over top of him constantly uh, and saying, don't forget to start your homework. Did you start your homework? Did you do this? Did you do that? What my kids lovingly refer to as digititis in my house, which is uh, digititis. What, I like that. I it's like, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? Um, so there's one, it's, it's, one more thing. Itis and a similar d- disorder of d- d- digititis. I like it. Yeah. And so uh, basically, um, you know, we're trying to cure digititis, uh, uh-huh. which which really uh, when you when you think about it is because um, all these things, I mean, ADHD impacts self-esteem a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's like dying of the death of a thousand cat scratches. Right. Every day you have these small little failures that over time just kind of wear away at your self-esteem. And uh, that was the thing that I was really seeing in, in my kids. And I wanted to create something that not only would help them uh, get stuff done and be productive, but also help build up that self-esteem. And so a big part of what our app does is, um, is do that. I mean, they get, they, they earn uh, badges and levels as they level up in the system. They get inspirational messages uh, in the app that we call additives, ADD additives that, you know, send out positive messages about uh, ADHD. And um, we're trying to give them a series of small wins that help build that, that self-esteem. And so our, one of the things that we, we realized actually beats up self-esteem is parents, very well-meaning, standing over their kids saying, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? And the implication of that is I don't trust you to be able to have done this, mm-hmm. even though I know you should have. So I'm going to ask you over and over again every day the same questions. Did you do this? Um, and and it implies, you know, I don't think you're capable. I mean, I, mean, I, think, it, I think it also uh, contributes to kids lying because it's like, well, as soon as the parent reminds them, that was the first time they remembered about that thing. And they had this like this flash of, oh, yeah, I was supposed to do that. I don't know why I forgot to do that. That's something that I shouldn't have forgotten. So, yeah, I, I, I did this thing. And then. You know, mom or yeah. dad says, okay, show me this thing. And then it's like, then, then, you're, then, trouble, then right? you're digging the hole. It's like, oh, I must have left it at school. I, I don't know what happened to it. Oh, I swear I turned like, you know, all, <laughs> right, these, exactly. all, all the lies that I have spoken as a kid. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and so that's what we were really trying to prevent. Was, mm. And so now the app will act as that intermediary. Right. So they're not going to feel like the app doesn't trust them, but it's basically a personal assistant that that is in their pocket. It's on their phone right where they're going to be anyway. And it says, hey, dude, it's time for you to do this, do this, do this. 
And so and then mom and dad only have to step in when they're seeing something that's not getting done that should have. And the other part of this is, you know, not only does that help to make them feel good, but they're actually going to earn these tokens as they, um, as they do these things that mom and dad can actually set this up, the tokens, uh, so that they're rewarded uh, with a token for starting the task and or starting it on time. They get bonus tokens and they're rewarded for finishing the task and they're rewarded with bonus tokens for finishing it on time. And you can adjust all of this so you can say, if I, I don't even care if you finish the task, I just want you to start it, right? Or I just want you to start it on time. So it's however you want to deal with your child, or maybe you give all tokens for all four events, but whatever the case is, it allows you to customize this. And then you can go in and say, you know, a hundred tokens, you get to choose what's for dinner, right? 200 tokens, uh, you get a trip to the movies, 500 tokens, you get a new video game, whatever it is that incense your kid. I mean, if it's cash here, you know, 500 tokens, you get a $50 gift card, whatever the case is. Um, it, it lets parents deal with, um, creating things that their kids are going to want and their kids, every time they do stuff, they see the tokens that they've, they've gotten and they can redeem those tokens right in the app. They can see all the rewards that are in there and they can redeem it and get the rewards. And it's all handled in the app to make things super easy for, for everybody. And that's, really the core of the system. You say that there's these additives where sort of these inspirational messages. Are there also things like tips for parents, you know, cause when you, you were describing that, cause one of the things that from a behavioral standpoint, we know that frequency of reinforcement is more effective than the, sort of the, the weight of the reinforcement. You know, when I, when I'm presenting, I often uh, uh, set up the, this scenario with behavior modification programs, which, which, you know, if you don't understand the nuances of it often, you know, families struggle with them and they'll say they don't work, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if, if you ask a kid, would you rather, you know, get to, uh, you know, get 15 more minutes of, of, you know, free choice screen time tonight, or if you turn in all your homework uh, this semester, it will get you the new PlayStation. Like they're all going to choose the PlayStation, but none of them are going to earn it because it's too far in the future. Right. It's, it's, it, it's very far out, um, you know, and if you can't redeem it until the end of, you know, and depending on age, right? I mean, for a younger kid, like the end of the semester is like, you know, you might as well be 80 years old at that point, right? Um, <laughs> so are, this, are the mechanisms within the, to, the, the app that will sort of like guide uh, those kinds of decisions when you're setting up those reinforcement We have pieces? a parent's guide that we've created, okay. um, which really walks you through both setting up how to talk to your kids about using I got this, okay. starting slowly, building up, um, you know, so you don't want to like overload them with like, here's 84 tasks that you need to do. Right. Um, you start one at a time, um, make it simple, make sure that they're successful in it. Then you add a little bit more. And so we have a, um, a set of, well, there's two things. We have a set of tutorials, like video tutorials that I'm creating that really guide you through this is how you start this process and how you do it. Excuse me. And then you have a, uh, we have actually have a parent's guide that once you sign up, the first page that you get on is a parent's guide that tells you all about how do you do this. And then a quick tour of the system that walks you through all the features and everything. We know that ADHD generally comes honestly, uh, you know, even if the parents haven't been diagnosed, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the parents uh, have uh, ADHD like symptoms. Um, uh, and, and may not have been uh, diagnosed, but uh, probably have some level of that. Uh, and so we've kept that in mind as well to try to make this as simple as possible to use um, and uh, as quick 
as we can. So we have, we're creating a set of what we call tutorials and TWO tutorials, little wordplay, because they'll all be less than two minutes. And you can sit and watch mm. a video that will teach you everything you need to know about a certain thing, whether it's setting up rewards or creating tasks or projects or whatever. Um, and it'll, you know, it's guaranteed to, uh, you know, anybody can sit and watch a video for two minutes and, and mostly absorb it. So, um, you know, we've tried to, to keep in mind, um, you know, what, what parents need, especially busy parents that have kids that are uh, neurodiverse, um, generally uh, a little bit busier. Uh, and, and we want to make this as easy as possible on everybody. And we've designed the app again to be, um, you know, like the color scheme and the uh, feature set is supposed to be calming and uh, just easy to use and intuitive and um, really designed to make kids want to be successful. And, and, you know, some of the feedback has been great. You know, a woman sent me an email uh, out of the blue not too long ago. It says, I just saw my child cleaning his room without being told for the first time ever. That's gotta be awesome. Uh, so, um, did you print that out and frame that up? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the quotes on my website, actually. That's awesome. No, that's, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's been great. Rich, what I want to do, um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to, uh, sort of hear your ideas around how you're also developing a community around this, because we know how important community really is in the treatment and the management of ADHD. Um, so we will take a quick break and we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by members of ADHD Rewired's coaching and accountability groups. This is Hope Hart, and this is her ADHD Rewired coaching group story. Because of this group, I now feel so much more validated in my ADHD struggles. And with my story, I feel in particular, I came into this group almost kind of desperate, kind of going through this over year long struggle with knowing that I had ADHD, but I didn't feel like anyone would really believe me and, and also still trying to get through school. And finally coming to a space where it was completely fine, you, you didn't have to think about it. Like, can I talk about my ADHD? It's like, let's talk about it. It was so helpful for me. I'm not sure where I would be if I didn't do this group. This was just really great to come to the space, have this community who like, we all have this thing. Let's talk openly about it. Let's talk about our struggles. And I feel so much more validated that the stuff just like isn't made up in my head. Because when you feel like the world is telling you that, it can be very lonely. And when you're at your worst, you can kind of feel like this is like forever and this is how you are. When someone said earlier, like, I think Eric did a really good job pairing people. I think that's a part of it. But I look at all of you and I'm like, I could have been accountability partners with any of you. I think it would have been amazing. It's just really good to have that support system and agreeing like, this is a thing that we have. This is a struggle and that's okay. And we're still like really great people. I feel like all of us have like worked so hard these two and a half months and it hasn't been easy, but like very like practically kind of being in this group. I haven't really found the resources about ADHD where it talks about how ADHD manifests itself in people's like everyday lives in relationships or perfectionistic thinking or destructive thinking. And I've learned some of the things that I do that I didn't realize I, and, and just like planning which I really didn't do before in a good way, just be more aware of time. So I appreciate the group aspect, but also like actual learning very like tangible skills. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Hope Hart for sharing her ADHD rewired coaching group story. 
To learn more about ADHD, Rewired's intensive video-based coaching and accountability groups, visit us online at coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. By the time you hear this, the brand new ADHDrewire.com should be live. It's faster, it's cleaner, it's searchable. Along with this new website, I'm also switching my email service provider. I'll be sending out an email with the subject, did you make it safely? If you could shoot me a quick yes, just so I know you got it, this will also help make sure you get future emails from me. If you know you're on my email list, and you didn't get this, check your spam folder. If it's there, mark it as not spam. And if you're not on my email list, head on over to ADHDrewire.com and sign up. In addition to getting some of my best content, including videos only available to those on my email list, it's the best way to get notified of live events, early registration discounts and registration dates for future coaching groups. And we're going to be adding a feature where you can get an email with each new episode with the show notes for that episode. So go sign up at the new ADHD rewired.com. It's the same name, just a whole lot shinier. That's ADHDrewired.com. And we are back with Rich Schramm, the creator of the soon-to-be-released app, I Got This, with fingers crossed. It'll be, you know, it'll be out sooner or later, one of those two time frames. <laughs> it's, it's definitely going to go out whether I die getting it out or not. Uh, it will be launched to the world, so. Um, yeah, so we're, we're very excited. It should be, should be within the next few weeks. So, um, you know, if, if, if listeners are hearing this, um, go to, I got this.com and check it out. Hopefully, um, uh, we'll be close to, uh, launching, uh, publicly when, when you hear this, but we'll definitely be in our second beta. So I think this is going to come out on Tuesday, September 5th, um, so I imagine you're, you might not be out yet. Would you think you'll still be looking for beta testers? Um, potentially. Um, again, we have uh, right now we've got several hundred families that are are testing it. Um, I'm adding um, several hundred more. Um, there's a certain limit that you can have a number of people in Apple's uh, testing system, and so um, you know uh, we're, we're trying to keep that down and also keep it manageable mm -hmm. for. Uh, team size but uh, I know, you, know. You, you sent me the link to be a beta tester and there was like too many steps and I gave up I had too many things oh, going really? on yeah I was oh, wow. you know because you have to like log into this place and you have to download this you have to you like there were like too many steps and I like I barely had the bandwidth because I was like in the thick of getting ready to, to, to sell the house and I was packing sure. up the office and I was like uh, I probably shouldn't have agreed to do this because I that's too much on my plate right now and uh, so I, I well, did I did try I just didn't make it past the finish line it, so it, you know the, the part of that experience unfortunately is is part of the beta testing yeah no, i get it i totally get it we have to create accounts uh individually for people in the beta testing system and well, that does we're not sound adhd friendly on your end uh no it it, it really is uh it, it's been a challenge to be honest um you know there's i get probably 50 messages a day from people that that want to participate in the beta and uh um 
you know, I, I've had to, I think, turn a lot of them away or at least say hold off until the second one. So I'm going to kind of open the floodgates up um, in this next one. And uh, hopefully I won't be like working 28 hours a day trying to uh, deal with uh, that. But if everything goes well, we shouldn't have too many things we need to fix. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, again, with my somewhat perfectionist nature, I don't really want to put anything out that I know is not working a hundred percent. So there are some, I don't think anyone expects a hundred percent though. I think people expect like 80 to 85%. And then when there's bugs, you you just ask people to let you know about the bugs and then you create iterations. This has been, I mean, for me, to be honest, uh, it's been a, a journey for me in a lot of ways, um, uh, not just from a, a business perspective, but from a, uh, a personal perspective. Um, you know, my my journey, my um, philosophy, my uh, you know how I live my life has uh, I've I've had to change things dramatically, and um, it's it, it's you know it's been a great experience. Uh, it really has been. I mean, there's been it's been a roller coaster ride. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, th- the growth that I've, I've personally feel like I've had, um, you know, it's not like I'm some kind of Buddhist guru or something at this point, but, uh, you know, I really feel like, um, you know, I've, uh, I've grown a lot, both professionally and personally through, through this experience. And so it's, uh, it, it's been great from that aspect though, uh, at times it's been, hard to see that, uh, you know, as you're, uh, as you're staring at your bed at ceiling at three in the morning. Uh, but, um, you know, I wouldn't trade the experience for the world at this point. So. Uh, like, so what's spe- in what specific ways would you say that it's really, uh, has, um, has sparked this growth, uh, in you? like what, if you can, um, identify some themes or just something so we can sort of understand how, uh, what this has done for you as a process. I've had to deal with a lot of fear. Um, uh, I've, I've always, had um, issues with um, uh, you know money fears uh, and and this has certainly been one of those I mean we're uh, running on fumes right now um, you know I'm actually pretty much living on uh, my retirement savings to and, until we get this going um, and uh, um, so I, I've really had to learn how to deal with uncertainty um, which has been a thing that has always been, uh, a struggle for me. I, I, I want to know, you know, very structured, you know, A follows B, B follows C. And, um, you know, sometimes A goes to 74 and, you know, you're, you're in a whole different, uh, game. And, uh, um, you know, I, I've also, I think as a, as a, how I relate to people, um, I have, uh, come to realize um, that there is a, a huge amount of really, really good people out in the world that um, really want to do the right thing and to help uh, do things for um, that are for the good. And, you know, uh, so much negativity we see in the news and social media. Um, uh, I, I, it's really kind of a lot of it has restored my, my faith in, in humanity. Um, but I, I also, I had to, the, the biggest thing for me is I had to deal with my own um, feelings of um, fear and I had to deal with uh, kind of my not enough wounds, you know, worrying that, um, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I good enough? Am I going to be able to to do this? Do I deserve 
uh, success, uh, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, the stress uh, of doing that and feeling like I've put my, uh, my family and my future at risk, which I have, uh, to, to build this um, and, you know, basically rolling the dice. Am, am I Am I doing the right thing? Am I being fair to them? Uh, and, you know, I, I spent a lot of nights uh, just struggling with, you know, what the hell was I thinking uh, doing this? And why would I, uh, why, why am I doing this? And, you know, the, the thing that, that has helped me through that uh, is, has been two things. One is um, the messages that I get from potential users. Like I say, I've been um, signing people up for to get updates and to be part of the beta. And one of the things I ask in that process is, why are you interested in this? And, and some of the messages that, that people put out there, things like, you know, my son has ADHD and we've tried everything and, you know, uh, this is kind of our last hope. I want my little boy back. And, you know, I mean, it's like, ugh, you know, no pressure there, right? I'm just right. trying to keep families together. So, um, but, you know, I, what I realized is, is that so many people have the same fears uh, that, that I have of, you know, for our kids, you know, they see the self-esteem getting destroyed. They see the, uh, their kids coming home. Uh, feeling and looking defeated and um, they're frustrated and they're frustrated that they, uh, no matter how hard their kids are trying, they can't seem to get anything done. And, um, you know, they want to take them to coaching, but, you know, you, you know, you have to take a second mortgage on your house sometimes to get in with the coaching things and the, all these things and just the stress of, of these parents. And, and so, the response when people see this, you know, we've been running some ads on Facebook and stuff and it's just, it's been incredible. And so that, um, you know, realizing that there's a market out there and that these people are feeling the same angst and, and, uh, and, and fear and uncertainty that I did when I, and, and knowing that I've got something or I'm building something that can really help a lot of these families get by and help kids uh, like me, uh, like I was, uh, be successful. Um, you know, it's, it's like, I just, I don't have any choice. I have to keep going. I, it would be morally wrong for me to not uh, do this. And, you know, uh, I, I certainly hope that it's successful and that, and, you know, people uh, get a lot of value out of it. But, um, you know, I, if, even if it's not, I'm, I'll, I'll be happy knowing that at least I tried, right. I, I'm, I made a difference in at least, you know, made the attempt to get it out there. Um, and, you know, I can't, I'll look back at the end of my life and say, you know, maybe, it, maybe it wasn't successful, but, you know, I gave it, I gave it my best shot and, and I'll have to, you know, not look back and regret saying, oh, I should have, I should have, I should have, you know, that's the thing that in, for me personally, um, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't want to regret the things that I didn't do. I want to regret the things that I did do and, and maybe do as well as I could have. But, uh, you know, that's, that's been my philosophy. So that's been a driving factor of, of helping. And then the, uh, the other thing is, is I've, uh, gone through some, uh, uh, some programs to help me kind of identify some of the, the things that, uh, were holding me back, um, uh, personally and professionally. Um, 
like and therapy that, or coaching or well it's coaching um and so there's a you know and i'll give a plug to this guy uh stephen palmer who um if uh people haven't heard of him uh he's a i guess a life coach but he's um he has these classes that really help you identify um what is holding you back and uh, a big part of that, and probably everybody experiences this, is this core wound of unworthiness that we as a, especially in Western society, have learned to uh, internalize from a young age, from, you know, biblical times of, you know, the original sin or whatever the case is that we're taught, I think, in a, in a very um, early age that, you know, you're not worthy, but God loves you anyway. And, um they, uh, you know, whereas in Eastern philosophy, it is you're worthy, but you've forgotten your path. And, you know, so you just have to find your path. And so there's a lot less of that kind of rocks that you have to carry of uh, feeling like there's something wrong with you. Uh, a lot of times, you know, some of the things that I uh, went through in, in realizing that, you know, a lot of the fear that I had was a fear of failure and a fear of uh um, you know, embarrassing myself, uh, and, you know, this or that. And, you know, I think these are all, everybody has these to, you know, more or less degree, but, um, for me to really be able to, uh, grow, um, I really had to, to work with this. And so, um, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure how I came across it. I think I was looking at a, uh, it was like an ad on a marketing site or something and whatever the case is. And I signed up and started reading this guy's newsletters and and they were they just really kind of struck a chord in me, and so um, I kind of reached out and uh, started a uh, like a, a program that really kind of helped me figure out uh, a lot of the things uh, that I was feeling and um, uh, kind of identify them as myths and things that you know I, I had uh, kind of internalized as being true about myself that weren't necessarily the case. And in doing that, it's given me, helped me be able to release uh, a lot of that and, and not let fear make decisions for me. Cause if I had let fear made decisions for me, I would have bailed on this uh, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it, to me, it's been a, uh, like I said, it's been a, a real personal journey and, you know, I'm still, I'm, I, I've, I've, I've learned a lot about, you know, I like I meditate and um, uh, and that's been really helpful. And, uh, you know, I'm not a Buddhist from a religious perspective, but I think I've uh, come to embrace a lot of that philosophy and, and trying to kind of find your your core and, and building that from there. And so, um, you know, I, like I said, I'm not I'm not really anything special at all. It's just, you know, I've made a, uh, I made a decision that I'm going to do this or die trying. And uh, the, uh, um, there's, uh, you know, I just needed, need a little, uh, help in, uh, kind of figuring out where some of my hangups are that were causing me to kind of go into these, uh, these patterns of, you know, like one of the things that I had was a lot of, um, uh, external validation, right? Extrinsic valuation versus intrinsic valuation. And, and that's a, a key way to really set yourself up to, to have a lot of problems is looking for external validation as opposed to realizing that every person has all of these capabilities innately in them. And, um, you know, the, a lot of the stuff that people say is just them trying to 
heal their own wounds by making themselves feel better by bringing other people down. You know, it's it, it's been interesting to watch and especially seeing some of our current politics going on. I, yeah. I see a lot of uh, interesting parallels with uh, things going on there. So, so Rich, but anyway. Yeah. So um, a couple of things. Um, one, first of all, thank you for sharing very uh, vulnerably and, and openly uh, your path. Um, you know, I, I think we, uh, before we hit record, I was uh, really trying to, to um, uh, say that, that I wanted to make sure that we're, we're really meeting the, the needs of our listeners, which are adults with ADHD. Um, and I think that you've done that and beyond because um, I think the story that uh, is behind what you were doing at I Got This um, is something that we could all relate with, whether even if you don't have kids or not, you know, that that fear of, of you know, worthiness of not being enough of uh, of uh, wrestling with uncertainty of perfectionism. I mean, this has been your journey uh, to bring this this uh, product, uh, this this uh, service to a um, uh, to the marketplace. Um, and you also said that that it was the people who you've been interacting with on this journey that has really been a, a uh, one of the biggest catalysts for changes uh, for you. Um, in sort of in that uh, the focus on people and knowing that you're not alone, uh, you said that I got this is also a community. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So one of the things that um, we realized uh, early on in talking with people is. Um, you know, when I would share my story about why I uh, was developing this and some of the pain and frustration that I had as a parent and seeing my uh, what was going on with my kids, um, so many other people are like, oh, my God, I feel exactly the same way. I can't, uh, you know, I, 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 did, I thought maybe I was just, you know, alone thinking this and it, it just knowing that you're part of of you know, something bigger and that we're all in this together. Um, if you think about it, there's, there's 15 million uh, people uh, with ADHD and like 5.6 million of them, I think at the last number I saw are kids. So that really means, you know, at least biologically, there's two parents for every kid. So and 85% um, of those don't even know it. Don't even know the right. Uh, yeah. There's a ton more of, of people out there that, right are undiagnosed, including kids. And so we, we realized that the, you know, a lot of there's, there's, you know, 12 million at least parents out there that are, you know, struggling to, to raise a kid that's wired differently. And, um, and they're probably feeling a lot of the same things and, and they can probably share a lot of this. And there are some communities that are out there. Um, there is, you know, Facebook groups and stuff like, like that. Like the ADHD rewired community, which you could uh, join by going to erictavers.com slash community and, uh, Fill out the application form. Could we screen everybody? It, I would like to say it would take a week. It takes about a month, really, honestly, to, for me to process them. That's what I've been at. Um, but yeah, there are other communities. There's communities on Facebook, on, on Reddit. Um, sorry, I just had to give myself a plug for my community. Sure. Yeah. I spoke, <laughs> by the way. Very subtle. Very subtle. <laughs> there was nothing subtle. I'm not known for subtlety. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you just slid that right in there. I didn't even notice. Um, no, I and, and that's... You know, that's fine. Like I said, I, I'm not trying to be the end all be all of, of this, but I really wanted a, uh, a place where uh, parents who are in the same situation mm -hmm. that I am uh, have a place to go and be able to share and 
teach and learn and support and be supported. And um, so we're, we're setting up these um, forums uh, within the application so that everybody that has a, uh, uh, an account in the I Got This system uh, has access to not just the apps, the web app and the mobile app, but also to a, a community where they can go in and, and share things. And so we've set up forums and along different topics that I think are, uh, you know, valuable for, for parents. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, like we've said, we've been pushing things off until future versions. You know, I wanted to set up a blogging system too, where everybody could have their own blog page uh, and we're, doing that in the future. So you have a place like a safe place that you can go and express yourself and uh, you have, you know, forums and you know, when we want to open this up to kids as well. That's um, what I was, that was my next question was like but, give, you know, giving kids that safe space. I'm a little bit scared of doing that because mm. I'm not at this point, I don't have the resources to be able to safely monitor um, that safe space. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't want, um, you know, this is still going to be a private community, but at the same point in time, you know, I, uh, I don't, I, I don't have the, the ability to resources to moderate something like that and make sure that there's not any bullying going on or any kind of, you know, trolling for kids and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's something that we're looking to do in a, in a future version, but right now I'm just trying to get this out and, and, and get it going. So Rich, um, with, uh, with my listeners, um, I don't know if this would be of any help to you, but if, uh, if you might be interested in helping Rich with moderating um, uh, that, that community that oversees that with the, the kids interacting, um, would my listeners reaching out to you, would that be of any help to you? Yeah, I think that definitely it would. Uh, like, again, like I said, I'm, I'm not focusing on uh, doing this with, with kids. And so it's going to be kind of a parents are going to need to work with their kids, but I do intend to do that. I, I really think that kids need a, that kind of community I agree, well, big time. More so than, than yes, parents. I just, yes. I want to do so in a way that I can ensure, uh, their safety. And again, maybe this is my perfectionism, but I, I don't, the last thing I ever want to do is, is do something uh, that ends up harming somebody unintentionally. So um, I, I definitely will be soliciting for um, kids uh, like moderators and stuff. And, and I'm going to vet those people and, and that kind of thing to make sure that, um, you know, those, the messages that are going up are uh, appropriate. And, mm -hmm. so, but yeah, uh, you know, your community, I would love to get uh, one, I would love to get their feedback on the whole, uh, the whole app. Um, you know, the way I look at this, Eric, is that <clears throat> this is no longer mine. It's taken on a life of its own. Yeah, um, It's really, uh, I want this to be the communities. And so people will be members of the, I got this family and they will uh, help steer the future of, uh, of the, uh, the app and what we're doing. Um, you know, part of, you know, like I like to say, we're, you know, there's three aspects to this, right? There's the, the app, the community and the mission and um, the uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really great. I think with the app, um, but you know, the community and the mission, I'm going to need help uh, in being able to, uh, to fulfill. And, you know, part of our mission is to change how people view ADHD and how they, they see it. You know, I, uh, it, it drives me crazy when people look at ADHD and say, you know, there's something wrong with you. You have this deficit, you have this disorder. And to me, I believe that ADHD is a symptom of having an extraordinary mind. And by looking at it as a problem, it's like, 
saying that, you know, a Lamborghini uh, is not a good car because it doesn't tow a boat and seat a family of five well. Uh, and, and, you know, you're looking at it from the wrong perspective, right? It's a supercar. It's just not designed to do this kind of thing. Except if you're on a budget and, uh, uh, and that's the car you choose, you're going to have problems both because for fuel efficiency and because the car is <laughs> ridiculously expensive. So with, with that, or I was trying to like, and I, and I appreciate, you know, as, as a social worker, you know, we're training that strength-based model. I'm a very strength-based person. I just think it's really from, from my perspective, uh, um, to have that balanced conversation. Um, cause it's, it's, I, I don't think that it's all, you know, rainbows and unicorns, you know, having ADHD. I think, no, I think that there's a lot of, of strengths that, that come with it. I think that we have, uh, a lot of gifts that may or may not be associated with, with ADHD. Um, I, I'm, I'm been on the fence about that for a long time. Like, do we have these gifts despite of the ADHD or, you know, um, but I just, I think that this idea of, yes, you know, certain things may be hard, but we can do hard things. I mean, that's, that's sort of the, the approach is having that full self-awareness of, okay, so yes, these are the things that are hard, but here's what I can do as, uh, um, to, to sort of work around and accommodate these other things. And here are the things that I'm really good at. Um, and you know, I mean, maybe it is because of the ADHD. Um, but I just think having that open dialogue is important to, to see a balanced side. And, and I don't really see you have gifts because of ADHD. Mm-hmm. My personal philosophy, and, and again, you know, this is, you know, there's a lot of different views of this, but I think that ADHD is a side effect of something else. And, and that something else, I think, is, you know, having a mind that can go. 80 miles an hour in three different directions at, at the same time. And, I, and, and so, you know, there's been a lot of uh, studies that show that people with ADHD are, you know, have a higher degree of creativity and uh, a lot of these other benefits and some of the most important. But, but I do want to say, Rich, that, that there have not been a ton of robust studies that have shown that. And if I'm an intuitive level, I would imagine that there pro- that probably is. But when we talk about uh, what the science says, um, you know, I, there was a, a big article that got some, a lot of traction by uh, entrepreneur, uh, magazine, talking about more, uh, people with ADHD entrepreneurs. Well, the, the it's, it's the, the research methodology even behind that wasn't really a, a good research design. Um, so I, my gut says yes, probably my gut says yes. People with ADHD are probably more creative because we're, you know, we're thinking outside the box because we can't find the box, right? Like. But like, but I think it's important that we also say what we understand from our research basis versus what's just kind of pop psychology and and held and commonly held belief because not all commonly held belief is accurate. True, true enough. I mean, I'm I'm basing my my beliefs on the things that I've read from, I think, reputable sources. But you know, to be honest, uh, I I haven't done a a great deal of study. Uh, a lot of it is anecdotal based on, um, you know, people I've met and, uh, you know, uh, being around other people, myself and my, my family and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it's to me, again, I, I just want to make sure that I'm clear in saying, I don't believe that ADHD itself is a, uh, is a benefit. I, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that are, difficult with ADHD. And that's what this, this tool is about is to help these people that have, that are exceptional, 
um, and and uh, have issues with doing some of the mundane things that uh, other people don't have issues with. This is a tool that helps them and the families be able to 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 uh, function better as an extraordinary person in an ordinary world uh, and, and uh, meet the expectations of the ordinaries uh, that are out there. Now, whether that makes you in a, a uh, uh, an extraordinary person or not, you know, I'll leave that up to, to the people, but I, I know that, you know, people like Richard Branson and, you know, Michael Phelps and some of these, you know, just hugely elite people have uh, ADHD and whether they've become, uh, exceptional because they've struggled so hard to overcome that, or whether it's because um, you know they have something else, and this ADHD is a uh, side effect of of having that brilliance and extraordinary mind. Um, you know that's that's something that we could probably debate f- for hours. But uh, regardless, um, our our uh, our tool is is designed to help those who definitely have it get stuff done and and build the self-esteem back up that is is slowly being worn away. And what I think we can both agree on is it doesn't make you any less uh, worthy of a person to have it. And anybody that uh, makes you feel that way is wrong and you need to uh, ignore that, that kind of uh, language. Absolutely. We can absolutely agree on that. Rich, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and the whole process. I, found, I think it was really interesting on, on so many different fronts. Give uh, listeners the uh, the website one more time and uh, any other contact information uh, that you would like people to have. Sure. It's uh, www.igotthis, just like uh, you would say, at I-G-O-T-T-H-I-S.com. Uh, and again, we are in uh, beta right now. Um, we are going to be launching uh, in September with uh, publicly uh, is certainly the goal. Um, and uh, um, you can come and sign up on our website and then go to uh, uh, up in the uh, upper right hand corner. There's a, a link for uh, uh, sign up and you can sign up to get updates or to be a backup beta tester. And um, when we launch, everybody will get a, uh, uh, an email that we're, we're ready to go. Um, and you'll be able to sign up your whole family and get a trial membership and see, uh, what it's like. And, and hopefully, um, it, it will do for your family what it, uh, appears to have been doing for my family and, mm-hmm. and my beta testers. And, and that is, uh, making things better, uh, and, and helping these kids, uh, function better and, and, uh, build their, their self-esteem back up. That's awesome. Cause to be able to face any challenge, I think it would be wonderful for all of us, whether parents or kids to be able to face a challenge and say, I got this. I got this. That's excellent. It's good. Huh? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> I should have asked this question way before, but, um, well, it's, you know, it's, it's ADHD rewired. We sometimes do things out of order. Um, is it not iOS and Android? iOS and Android. Okay. Yes. All right, cool. Yep. It's on Blackberry or, uh, on, uh, Windows phones? Uh, we're, we're looking for, you know, one of the future things again that uh, I, I'm not waiting for, but um, the next platform would probably be uh, Amazon uh, Fire tablets because a lot of uh, kids have those and um, it's not a far cry from uh, Android. It's, it's, uh, it's fairly close. Uh, it's kind of a, a version of the Android operating system. So um, that will be our next target. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, take, keep, keep getting it forward. Keep moving it forward. Launch this app. This, uh, I think it's going to help 
a lot of people. I'm, I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited too. And I really appreciate you having me on, Eric. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Take care. This is Eric Tibbers. Thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode. Learn more about the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group and sign up for my email newsletter to get exclusive content that you won't get anywhere else. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. Support ADHD Rewired and help replenish our coaching group scholarship fund by becoming a monthly patron at patreon.com slash ADHD Rewired. Different levels of support get different perks. You can give just a buck or three or five bucks a month or more. Every little bit helps. And it's an awesome way for you to let me know that you value this show the community, and everything else we do. That's patreon.com slash ADHD Rewired. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Tivers. Subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube to see select interviews and other videos I've made. The ADHD Rewired community is now a secret group on Facebook. So that's one less reason to not just be a passive listener, but to be an active member of our community. Fill out our short screening form at our website, ADHDrewired.com. We screen everyone before they join. Podcasts change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Mention it in your online communities or on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Quora, or wherever you hang out online. And be sure to share it with your friends, your family, your clients, as well as your coaches, therapists, and doctors. If you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, be sure to tell them about this podcast. You can even show them how to download it on their phone or even do it for them. And if you really love this episode, please hit share on your podcast player. I'm only one person, and I count on you to help me spread the message. One of the biggest things you really can do to support this podcast and to help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and review on the Apple Podcast app or on Stitcher or any other podcast app that supports and accepts ratings and reviews. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Need some ideas on where to start other than Brene Brown's Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, or her six-hour recorded workshop, The Power of Vulnerability? Then I would recommend The One Thing by Gary Keeler. Oh, and if you by any chance know Brene Brown, please let her know how grateful I am for all of her work and what she means to me and the ADHD community, and that she's welcome on my show anytime. And in the one in like 7 billion chance that Brene, you're listening, please come and be a guest. Thanks. This is Eric Tivers reminding you, keep learning, keep growing, 
and keep connecting. And no matter how hard it all feels, remember, we can do hard things. Until next time.